0: Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at KingsgateHobbs.com. Today we're going to finish up this series. It's entitled It's Time to Speak Up. We've been talking about speaking up with the people around you, not just holding your head in shame and in silence and speaking up for what you believe in according to Scripture. We've also been talking about speaking up interpersonally, not just in public or not just at work, but with the people you love and you know that are closest to you, it's time to speak up. Somebody say, it's time to speak up. It is. It's time to speak up. Sometimes we're just quiet about things and we know we need to say something. You don't got to be mean. You don't got to be rude. Ask God for his timing and you can learn how to speak up and you get past ignorance, right? We talked about that a few weeks ago. He said, man, sometimes I don't speak up because I'm scared. Or I just don't know. I know what they're saying's wrong, but I don't know how to speak the truth against that. So today, let's talk about some more points on it's time to speak up. All right? Y'all with me? Everybody doing okay on a Sunday? Pray for rain. I know it's a desert, but God brings rain even to the desert. Streams in the desert. So we need some rain. Let's be in agreement for that. It's been quite a summer. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 13. I want to read you some verses. So is talking about the maturing of the saints. Brought this verse up a, a while back or, or recently. It talks about the fivefold ministry and maturing the saints. My job as a pastor is to help you get to where you need to be in God as a mature believer, knowing what you believe, and all kinds of other well-balanced things that God teaches us in His Word. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son. That we will be mature in the Lord. Some translations say perfect, perfected or perfect. It just means mature. There's a good translation. We'll be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full what? And complete standard of Christ. Got to keep growing. You don't just stop. Have you noticed that when people stop growing, they don't move forward. They move backward. They don't stay the same either. They don't stay the same. It always gets worse. When you just stop moving, usually you start moving backwards, usually. Usually. So we want to reach out for the complete standard of Christ. What's the next verse there? Then we will no longer be immature like children. There's all kinds of junk out there. There's all kinds of strange lies and doctrines and stuff that, oh, that sounds good. Yeah, for those itching ears, sometimes they're tickled and scratched by wrong doctrines. They say, well, that sounds good. Oh, wait, as a believer, you mean I can just live how I want? Well, no. That's not what scripture teaches. There's all these strange things out there. Look at this scripture. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. Because how many of you know many of the new teaching, according to Solomon, according to scripture, according to the Garden of Eden, if you know that story, it's not new teaching, it's old. And it's new age. You can be your own God. You can, you can. You can be your own God. You are the divine is within you. Let me tell you something right now. That is a doctrine straight from the pit of hell. The divine is if you're not saved, there's no divine in you, brother. If you're not saved, scripture says we're like our father, the devil, if we're not serving God. There is not any divine in you. People say, well, what they meant by that was no, they're speaking that to everybody. They're saying the lie of everybody's God's children. The divine is in everybody. That's not what scripture teaches. I'm sorry. And I will be adamant about that. I don't care who it offends. That is not what scripture teaches. Look at this. We will no longer be immature like children. Oh, man, that sounds good. That's what I wanted. I needed to hear that. Well, if it's not scriptural, look, we won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. What did, what did the serpent say in the garden? Pastor Jen talked about that last week. Did y'all enjoy that word by Pastor Jen? I, I mentioned this casually last week. I said, man, you want to fill the house on a, a usually slow Sunday? Tell them Pastor Jen's preaching. <laughs> Pastor Jen's been saying that She's gotten a revelation about that. And the serpent is sharp. He said, did God say? Did God say? And it's crazy. When the serpent did that to Adam and Eve, people say, it was just Eve. She got deceived. Well, the problem was Adam knew better. Eve got deceived, but where was Adam? He knew better. She got tricked, but Adam fell for it too because his wife was fine, I guess. Oh, girl, whatever. You hand me the fruit, I'm in, man. Come on, baby. Let's go. Whatever. I know what God said, but dang, you don't fine. I don't know how that all went down. But the serpent said, did God say? And it's crazy. In asking the question, he was telling a lie. He said, did God say you can't have any of the... Why would God say that? Put you in a garden and you can't have any of the fruit. It was just one tree they weren't supposed to mess with. We don't know what that fruit was. We say apple, but we don't know what it was. Whatever fruit you dislike, maybe that was it. I don't know. Maybe it was a grape tree. Maybe that was before grapevines. I don't know. But Satan, he phrased his question, and it was a lie. He said, did God say? Huh. If you know what God says, then you will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be what? Influence when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Look, look at this lie. Look at this. I'm just saying, you say, man, this is not doctrinal, but this is a strange lie. For my vaccination to work, you have to be vaccinated too. So does that mean if you don't take your vitamins, I'm going to get sick? That's like me telling you, oh man, you need to, you need, really need to cut your hair. So, or mine's not going to grow right. That doesn't, That That's strange. Man, for me to stay healthy, you' better work out. that doesn't make sense. see we we they try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. How about doctrinal stuff? There was one he I believe he started as a man of God. I don't know what is he now what he is now, what is he? right? little hood for you, make sure you're listening. I don't know what he is now, but this man of God, or if he was a former man of God, he used to you know what he used to say he said. All sin has been atoned for when Jesus died on the cross? Yes, if you accept his sacrifice. But he said there will never be any judgment now. God will never judge the earth. Well, then you got to throw away the book of Revelation. See, it sounds good. Because if you don't know scripture, you say, man, that sounds good. No, we don't want to be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Mm, Let's keep going. Instead, someone say instead. I want to see those pretty lips moving all over this house. Say instead. Say Instead. Uh huh. We will speak the truth in love, not hatefully, not angrily. We'll speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. Once you've accepted Jesus, you are part of the body of Christ. Instead, let me read that again. We will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. That's powerful. What else? He makes the whole body fit together perfectly you know the body doesn't fit together perfectly if we're not speaking truth and living truth and falling in love with truth have you noticed that that is the glue that holds us together truth and love he makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is what healthy and growing and full of love. Let me tell you something about relationships right now. And this this should be a no-brainer. But when you're communicating interpersonally with somebody you love you love a spouse, somebody who means the world to you, a friend, dealing with other humans, you need to learn to speak truth. And that doesn't mean be mean, but if certain and hey, there's some things you don't bring up sometimes, right? They say you shouldn't talk politics and religion. I'm going to tell you right now Forget about politics. You should be able to speak the truth of God's word, though, when people bring it up. You say, man, that separates friends. Well, am I just supposed to not speak up? Because people say crazy stuff. I remember one guy years ago, he was, in, um, he was in one of the Bible studies here at church, and he showed up, and he said, oh, yeah, you know, the Bible, basically he was saying this, the Bible teaches that you can have one-night stands. You can have sex outside of marriage. I thought, what is that, the Satanic Bible? What Bible? The book of Lucifer? I've never heard. I was like, wow, I, do we have the same Bible? What translation is that? The convenient translation. TCT, the convenient translation. What, what? That's not what I read. People make up stuff. They make up stuff. And in relationships, did you know relationships are held together, together by truth? Truth builds trust among humans. Did you know that? Some people love to say, well, you got to earn my respect. And that sounds good. But Scripture says actually treat everyone with respect. You don't have to like them. You don't have to hang out with them. you got to love them. But you got to treat everybody with respect. But trust is earned. Trust is earned. I've had people show up and say crazy stuff. There was a guy years ago, and we didn't know the whole story on him. He showed up at one of our men's meetings years ago, and he said, Man, and he was just talking lies. I'll never forget. I can give you his full name. He was from out of town, and he wasn't a true guest speaker, but he was recommended by a pastor friend of ours, and he showed up, and we had a meeting in the gym, and he said, man, basically, y'all need money at this church. Man, we'll back up a truck here and just offload money. It's was just making crazy statements. You need to pay off debt. Man, we're going to do it. I never saw anything. Why? Because he was lying, but it sure sounded good at the time. We're going through seasons where we wanted to do projects, and we're just looking at me and dad were looking at each other and looking at him, and he's making all these promises, and... Just just lies. Now, here's what you need to learn about truth and lies. Make sure you fall in love with truth because if not, you get scammed. Why do you think con artists are so good at what they do? They find people who want to believe what they're selling. Look it up. Research it a little bit. There's part of us that when someone has some crazy thing, They're selling or giving away, or man, it's a Ponzi scheme, or man, you get rich, all you got to do is invest $30, whatever, right? Part of us goes, man, I want to believe that, but it's a lie. It sounds good, but it's ridiculous. So for us to be healthy and growing and full of love, we've got to speak truth, and without truth, you don't have good relationships. Are you hearing me today? There are no good relationships without truth. So you got to be honest with others, you got to be honest with yourself, you ever, you ever deceived yourself? I have. People will bring up stuff, and you've, you've bought into something you are lying about, and you were saying it about yourself, and this and that. And it just wasn't true. you got to be honest with yourself and with others, and really be honest with God. He already knows the truth anyway. Don't pray crazy stuff that's, that's not backed up by his word. God, and God already knows where you are and where you're coming from. That's okay. You cannot communicate honestly and effectively if you're lying to yourselves. And can I tell you something? You cannot grow without truth. Somebody hear me this morning. I'm really hitting on truth. You say, man, Pastor Matt, every month you bring up truth. Why? Because the world is full of lies and I am responsible to God for what you listen to and what you learn here on a Sunday morning. If this is the only time I'm going to catch you for a while, then so be it. If it's once a week, if it's twice a week, I'm going to speak the truth because I'm held responsible for what I tell you. And one of the things I've got to teach you and lead you into end is truth by the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I'm sending the Spirit of truth, and he will lead you into all truth. Okay? Crazy stuff out there. People say all paths lead to heaven. Really? That's not what God's Word says. All paths don't lead to heaven. People will tell you, your good deeds got to outweigh your bad deeds to go to heaven but what if you were off by one or two and you missed it and went to hell can you imagine what if you had eight million um, good deeds and eight million and one bad deeds that'd be bad right so we need a savior so that's not true I remember as a kid they would say that in cartoons even 30 40 years ago your good deeds have to outweigh your bad deeds that's just not true according to scripture now let me hit on something real quick before I leave this point the new thing, which is really an old thing, and you guys have heard it, is got to find your truth. Well, what, what does that mean? What, is, what if I tell you I don't believe in gravity? That's my truth. I'm going to turn a backflip off the, off the building. There's still gravity and will suck me down toward earth like, a, like liquid through a straw. Poof. We've had people fall off the building. Man, we've had some stuff happen over the years, and there was gravity. You say, well, I don't believe in that. Hmm, find your truth. What if our truths are contradictory? So then who's, who has a truth? Where is the truth? What is the truth? You always have to have a higher standard for truth, and that is God's word. I mean, can you imagine? Say, well, my truth says, I found my truth. And they say that all the time. You do you, you find your truth. I don't know what that means. Why? Well, because many times people finding their own truth apart from God's word, do you know what it is? It's lies, opinions, and excuses. Are you with me? Lies, opinions, and excuses. So to walk in truth and to walk in love, you got to speak the truth in love from God's word. Somebody say amen today. Number one. Number two, this is big. Let's go to 1 Peter 5, 6. Look, this is simple. Humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. One of the lasting things that my mom left with us and Pastor Barbara to many of you is she, when she would pray, you got, and I hear some of y'all pray it still. It's lasting parts of her legacy. It was, Lord, I can't do anything. We can't do anything without you. That was the cry of mom's heart. It was always to stay humble before God. You're nodding your head over there. You remember her saying that, Lord, we can't do anything without you. That is a good battle cry. Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. So you've, you've got to make sure you keep a humble heart. Never get to the place where you become like a religious Pharisee. We've all struggled with it at some point, I'm sure. Is just looking around, pointing out faults, saying, well, I read my Bible and pray, but what about you? No, I'm going to read my Bible and pray for the truth and for mind renewal and to get close to God and stay close to God. But let me tell you right now, I never use that to condemn other people or say you're not as good as me. No, we may not be equals in different ways. We're different Men and women and all this, and I know Scripture says we're all one in Christ, but when people are not saved, they're not like us. They're different. We're not better than anybody, but we're different. Okay? You've got to get into truth, but you, to stay in truth, you have to be humble. If not, remember this. All, all sin begins with a lie. It may be the man who says, my wife doesn't take care of me at home, or the wife who says, my man's not doing a good job. They fall into sin because, eventually because they started off with a lie, or I need more, or this job ain't cutting it, man. I'm going to have to sell drugs. Well, were you giving your tithe and offering? All sin begins with a lie somewhere we say, man, this is a better way to satisfy myself or take care of myself or do better, or here's, this is really how I'm going to do it. It's against God's word, but man, this looks wise. Man, man's wisdom is like lawn fertilizer. It's manure. <laughs> Y'all still with me? Man's wisdom stinks. It is no good. You don't want to find yourself in a place where you're relying on man's wisdom. Remember this. Pride will always undo your best efforts at speaking up. Pride will undo your best efforts. You'll miss it. You'll do it out of love. You'll do it to stick it to somebody. Say, well, that was the truth. I've known people over the years. I was just telling the truth. But why like that? Why right now? Why? 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 we got to do it in love. You don't want to undo the truth that you have to speak. And did you know, here's something. We're not all very good at this. Make sure that you're learning to listen. As you're speaking up, that's a very powerful point in communication. Walking in truth and humility is learn to listen to people. Because if you don't listen, many times people will not care about what you have to say. They will not if you don't, if you don't learn to listen. I'm a talker, but I've had to learn to Listen. So, yeah, and, and my wife says this to me all the time. She goes, baby, listen to understand. Don't just listen so you can say the next thing, right? Some of you have done that before, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm listening, I'm listening. And you're well, you're ready to say your part, hun. your piece. Let them talk, listen. I know, hey, I'm the first one. I'm getting on myself right now. I say, okay, are you done? Are you done yet? Like, let them, let them, let them. Dejalos, por favor, let them. Let them finish. You'll have your turn in a minute, right? We learned that. Many things we learned in kindergarten we forgot about. Sharing, letting people talk, letting everybody have a turn. Kindergarten was so beneficial if we held on to some of that stuff. Really. And that, that's an area we got to stay humble. you got to hear them out even if it sounds crazy. Now, at some point, you may need to correct it if it's not true. But hear people out. Let everybody feel valued. I learned in seventh grade. Well, was it life skills or communication skills? I don't remember what class that was. I didn't didn't last long in it. They changed my schedule. But one thing I do remember, and I remember the teacher's name. But they said the guy said the teacher said he said everybody is wearing a sign, whether you can see it or not, that says "Make me feel important." Everybody wears it. Say, man, I want to be listened to. I want to be loved. That's why you guys are here at church. You're seeking God, but you want to be part of something. You want to worship together. This is not an accident. Say, well, there's not 500 people. Well, maybe there's 75 here that just you're here wanting to see God. Those on the live stream, you want to be part of something. You want to worship together. And did you know what? When you operate in humility with one another, we can hear each other out. We can speak the truth in love, and that ties in closely to humility. No one wants to hear you if you don't listen to them. Most of communicating for people is, will someone listen to me? Hmm. Listen, be kind when you speak, and ask questions to really understand. Has someone ever told you something that didn't make any sense? I've been married a while now. It'll be 16 years in September. And sometimes my wife goes like this, baby. She'll go, baby, you're really smart, and you're pretty pretty good communicator, but what you just said, that didn't make any sense to me. (laughs) You got to repeat that. And and sometimes I'll repeat the same thing. She goes, no, baby, you got to talk. You got to say it in a different way (laughs) because that doesn't make sense. And I'm like, well, my mind is there. Are you not in my mind? You can't read my mind. No, I need to speak coherently and I need to listen, understand. You need to listen, understand this way we figure it out and always be kind doing it. Are you hearing me today? Whether you're speaking up in a crowd, whether you're speaking up at work, or interpersonally, one-on-one, you want to be kind to people and listen to them. So you speak the truth in love. If you speak the truth in love, then I guarantee you will be walking in humility. Are you with me? All right? Now let me give you an example of false humility, though, okay? Here's false humility. I remember one time we had somebody, years ago, she sang beautifully. But she sang, and I don't know if she was meaning to... I don't know. I think she meant well with it, but this is just an example. She, she came off the stage, and at the end of the service, we had a man of God visiting that was speaking. He said, Man, that was awesome worship today. She said, It was all God. He said, Sis, I heard you singing. I, I don't think it was all God. He said, I see what you're saying, but God used you and flowed through you. So, what it, where am I getting with that? Is learn to take compliments, but give God the glory. He used you. He worked through you. He flowed through you. Some people go, and this this is not being humble. Many people think being humble is, no, I can't. I will not take any credit ever for any. No, I I like to say, thank you, man. Praise God. God helped me. But he's using a gift I have, or he's flowing through me. Can you imagine every time you said, man, pastor, that was a good message. I needed that. I said, man, it was all God. If it was all God, you would have seen Jesus standing here. Or God just took over me, and I didn't have any will. He just took me over. No, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He moves, and he, he moves us, and we honor him, but he flows through us. All right? Are you with me? True humility. I think I learned that in seventh, seventh grade life skills, too, those brief few weeks, too, is learn to accept a compliment. Right? You look nice today. Oh, no, I look terrible. This whole thing, oh, man, this is. I accept compliments, but I like to tell people, man, <laughs> discount wreck. $5. That's always a badge of honor for me. If you knew how cheap this was, man, my wife found it and it's still going good all these years. Praise God. But thank you, man. Thank you. You learn to relate to each other, walking in truth and humility. Humility is treating each other kindly, giving compliments, accepting compliments. You don't have to be a flatterer, but hey, you know what? It means a lot to people when you notice something nice about them. You're going to learn that about me, and it comes naturally now, but I'm not flattering anyone. I said, man, that's a nice beard. Those are cool shoes. I always notice shoes. Those are cool shoes. That's cool, man. You smell good. Right? Don't go to the don't go to the Dollar General and buy cologne. Do y'all remember that story? <laughs> if you smell good, chances are you didn't get it at Dollar General. That's a whole other story. Somebody say truth, humility. Okay, you're wondering. We just got married. We we're in Carlsbad. I smelled something. I said, "Baby, this is a rendition of something." It was a dollar twenty-five. She said, "Don't. It's going to be gross." I said, "No. I knew more than her." So I bought it. Later on, it smelled like throw up. I sprayed it on. It mixed with my body odor or scents, and it smelled like vomit later. She reached over to kiss me. We were wet, and she was like, oh, you got a shower. <laughs> like, I was like, how did you know? I remember I humbled myself. And I said, baby, how did you know? See, this is part of communication, being humble. I said, how did you know? She goes, baby, it was $1.25 at the dollar whatever. It was a dollar store of some kind. I was like, but it looked good. And it, it said it was their rendition of Calvin Klein, whatever. I think it was their rendition of Calvin Gonzalez, CG. Humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Learn to be humble with people. Treat them like you want to be treated. That's part of humility. Jesus said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Let's go to Proverbs twelve twenty four. Look at this. I like this. Work hard and become a leader. Some people are like, I don't want to be a leader. Well, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to lead a bunch of people, but you're a leader in an area. You've taken the lead. You're a good example. How about that? Leading isn't always speaking to 50 people and saying, come on, guys, follow me. I'm the leader. No, you can be exemplary. You can be a good example. Work hard and become a leader. Be lazy and become a slave. Wow. Communication takes effort, doesn't it? You can lead in truth in your communication. Did you know when others around you are telling lies, you can speak the truth in love and communication? And it always takes effort. Don't be lazy. Man, man. I'm going to tell you right now, sometimes on Monday mornings or Thursday mornings, after I minister, I'm very lazy with my communication. I, I feel like I'm practically slurring my speech. I just want my wife to understand me. You know, what? That doesn't make sense. You know, I know you're tired, but come on, we got to communicate here. I can't be lazy with it. How many of you know that anything worth doing is worth working for? You don't got to work for your salvation. Bless the name of the Lord Jesus. You don't have to work for your salvation. But you know you got to work to stay in the word. You got to work to have your mind renewed. That's our responsibility. You got to work to communicate and walk in humility and walk in truth. It comes with work. It doesn't just fall on you. I mean, I wish, right? I think the whole world for years has been, has been, uh, Propagating that on social media is, oh, no, this, just, this is how they really look, and this is how they, they don't want to work for it. I remember years ago, there was a guy, and he was on a talk show. I think I was in, in, in high school. This, this is a long time ago. This is like 30 years ago. And there was a guy that was on a talk show, and they, he got some pec implants. Pectorals, chest muscles. He looked awesome. I don't remember which show it was. Mari Povich or one of those. Back in the day, y'all remember. Hopefully it wasn't that real crazy one. What was that guy's name? Yeah. I it, anyway, I remember my mom was like, change this, this is weird, you know. <laughs> That's weird. It's on TV in the middle of the day. I know it's still weird. This dude had him some pec implants. So he had some chest muscles. They said, hey, Get down! Why don't you? He didn't want to work for those chest muscles, right? They said, "Get down and give us some push-ups." He could do like one or two, and he looked like a Greek god. (laughs) I'd rather be a little chunky, a little skinny, and be able to move under my own power. Work for it. You guys remember the movie Wall-E? After a while, everybody's on a spacecraft. They can't even move, but they're just being taken around everywhere. What? You say man I struggle with my weight. That's okay. You're still walking. Praise God under your own power. Get up and move. That's okay. Some things you got to work for. Can I say it again? If it's worth having, it's worth working for. Anything worth doing takes work. Hmm. When you speak up, yeah, uh-huh, it takes practice and attention to work on speaking truth in love and walking in humility. And guys, I'm working on my communication constantly. There's times I leave the pulpit. I'm like, man, I know God spoke to people. And I believe that's going to happen today. When I leave here, I will leave satisfied knowing that God was able to move through me. I did the best I possibly could. I prepared. God's hand was on me. You were attentive. You were a great crowd. But there's times I go back and I go through it and I go, I could have said that a little better. Oh, I forgot to say that. I should have added that. Not always. Not always. And I've learned this. This is is part of the truth and the humility of it. Is I leave, many times I leave the pulpit and go, well, Lord, I did my best. The The rest of it is under your mighty hand of grace. I know you spoke the word through me. I spoke the word. We brought up scriptures. We talked truth. But man, I did the best I could possibly do. But I know I need work. I know I need work, guys. Different areas. I know I need work. There's things I don't know. I am never... Look, I am never going to be stylish man hunk of the year, ever. Look how simple I am. Really. Sometimes if I'm a little more trendy, it's because I got help. Right? My lovely wife helped me or whatever. But I need help in those areas. Did you know when my wife's not available, I Google, man, does, does navy blue go with brown? You know? I don't usually just walk up here naturally and go, oh, this just came easy. I got to think. Did you know I had to think about this this morning? I had to think about it. Am I thinking about my sermons? I said, like, man, but it's worth working for to be presentable and be an example and be a light. I will not win best dress this year in Hobbes. I promise. But I'll be clean cut. I'll be presentable. And I'll be an example for the Lord. And I will treat people in love. And once again, let me hit my points again. I will walk in truth. I'll do my be- best, so help me God, to walk in humility and treat people like I want to be treated, and I will work at it every day. Anything worth having takes practice. Anything worth having takes practice. I remember when I was first learning how to make a layup in basketball. Do you remember back in those days you, when you first learned to make a layup, Adrian or Eric, Ephraim? You first learned, and I remember my dad taught me. He said, "Hey, hey, boy, he said, use the backboard. Use the and I don't know how many times he said it. He was my first basketball coach in sixth grade, and Dad said, "You were under the goal all alone, and you just threw it up there. That's crazy." I remember one time I was subbed. I was in the game. I was a starter. I was our little guard, and I'd walk sometimes. I was still learning. I'd take off walking before I dribble. All kinds of stuff. And one time, I don't know what happened. I don't know if I thought it was just going to be a fortunate moment, but. The ball was passed to me, the goal's over here, and I did some weird thing. And it was not it was so underdeveloped, it wasn't even a hook shot, it wasn't anything. I think I threw it behind my head like this. How do you make that? It's a trick shot. That's like the Harlem Globetrotters. My dad said, get out of the game. I don't even know if it was a legal substitution. He said, get out. He said, sit down. He said, what was that junk? I said, I don't know. He said, first of all, you need to be closer. You weren't squared up. How can you follow through if you're not squared up? And then he said, and when you're closer, use the backboard. It took work. Now I can make a layup in my sleep. I'm not, I'm not the greatest ever, but I can make a shot here and there, but I can make a layup. Usually, right? You'll still miss it. You'll still miss a layup sometimes. but I go, I can still hear my dad's voice in my head going, use the backboard. It took work. And the work, learning to do it right, it went back to humility and truth, didn't it? Did you see that? The truth of the matter is, it's much easier to make a basketball shot when you're close to the goal when you use the backboard. Had to be humble enough to say, Dad, yeah, you're right, and it's worked for me ever since, and I got to keep practicing it. In the same way, how's your mind going to get renewed? We're going to get into that in August. It's been a while. We're going to start talking about renewing the mind again. It's time. That is our responsibility, but you got to work at it. Your mind just doesn't change on its own. Don't you wish we accepted Jesus and Everything was perfect. Say, oh, Lord, take me into heaven. I'm in your glory now. I'm glowing. Man, I can see angels around me. Everything's just right. It doesn't happen that way. God changes you, gives you the opportunity to walk in love and all this, but you got to practice it. It takes work. Somebody say "It it takes work. It does. Stuff takes work. Man, I've been working out lately. There's the word again. Work. Man, I make so many jokes with my workout partner. I'm like, oh, are we, I go, oh, I don't know if this is going to work out. Should we skip this exercise? You know, just to make him laugh. Say, so, oh, man, we may need to cancel this, you know, just playing around. But it, deep down, there's areas where we don't want to work at it. Are you with me? I say, man, it's so much easier to grab a soda than drink some water. I know, brother, I feel you. If sodas were good for me, man, I'd drink 10 a day, every day. Or it might be one on the hour. I love them. I love the burn. I love the flavor. It's not good for you. It takes work to be healthy. It takes work to walk in love and truth and, and communicate well and to care about others. It takes work. Let me give you these points again. Time to speak up. Number one is truth. Speak the truth in love. Number two, guard your heart. Guard your humility, Really? Always walk in humility with people. Listen, and they may be wrong. You know, I, fi- I find people doing stuff wrong or doing things that I don't agree with or doing things that I know are incorrect, and I don't correct it every time. I work on my humility. I'm naturally a know-it-all. And I've found out, though, I don't know much at all. I've read hundreds and hundreds of books, and I still have so much to learn. The older I get, the less it feels like the less I've learned. Wow! And that's God working in the area of humility in me. say, man, there's always something I can learn. Always. So truth, humility, and number three, somebody say, it takes work. Go ahead. It work. Say it again. Say, it takes work. It takes work. One more time, because I love you. Say, it takes, it takes work. All right. Awesome. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes. I know God is speaking to you. I know he has a plan for you. I know you're not here by accident today. I feel an overwhelming sense of love and compassion for you today, and I believe that is the Spirit of God. I can sense God's pleasure in you. I don't know who needs to hear this today. God is pleased with you. He's not angry with you. He's not out to get you. You say, Pastor Matt, you don't know my story. I messed up. I did some stuff. I fell in some sin back in the day. Even after I got saved, I did this. No, 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 it's not about that now. You can take all these steps away from God, as the old saying, and it takes one step to turn around and be back in his arms and realize that he loves you and he forgives you when you confess your sins. 1 John 1 says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all. Someone say all. All unrighteousness, not just part of it. Say God forgives you of this, not of that. No, he forgives you of all of it. If you mean it from your heart, you say, I'm sorry, Lord. Let me say it again. There's somebody in here. You need to be reminded of this. God is not mad at you. He's not out to get you. You've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You are a child of God. It's time to live like it now, but God is not mad at you. He's not angry with you. He's not out trying to judge you. Some people think God is just some old man in heaven throwing lightning bolts, trying to mess up everything. Why did God do it? No, don't blame God for stuff like that. We make decisions. Others make bad decisions. But God is righteous, he's holy, he's perfect. The Hebrews said he's different. He's like nothing we've ever seen. He is holy, he's set apart, and he's called us to be the same way. And it all starts with accepting Jesus. If there is anyone in this house or on the live stream who has never accepted Jesus or made him the Lord of their lives, please raise your hand. You say, man, Pastor Matt, I don't know where I'd go if I died. If I died, I may split hell wide open like the old saying is. If I died, I may go straight to hell. I've never accepted Jesus or I haven't been living right. If you've never accepted the Lord, please raise your hand. I'm going to pray with you right now. I'm going to pray with you right now. And if it's just for the live stream today, that's fine. But as a minister of the gospel, I've always got to make sure that folks are right with God. And they've been given an opportunity to get their hearts right with God. Would you repeat this prayer with me today? even if it's not for you per se. Say, Heavenly Father. Say, Lord God, I know I need you. Say, apart from you, without you, I am a sinner. But say, because of the blood of Jesus, I am a saint, according to your word. I'm right with you, and I live right. Say, I'm sorry for my sin. Cleanse me. Say, I confess and believe that Jesus is Lord, and he's my Savior, and he died and rose again. Say, save me, Lord. Save me from hell, from myself, and from my past. Say, I need you. I can't do it without you. Can't save myself. Say, I believe you've come to live within me now. In Jesus' name. Go ahead and stand to your feet. I want to pray with you. If there was something even remotely said today that convicted you or spoke to your heart or touched you or influenced you, I want you to raise your hand today. If there was a word from God for you in this house, then that is God's hand on your life. It's nothing I could do. It's what God is doing in you. That's the most important thing is what is God doing in you right now? Let's pray. I'm going to pray for you. Father, I thank you for the word that was spoken. I did my best with your help. But more importantly, Father, I thank you for the word that was received today. It was received by your people. They love you. They want more of you. They want to walk right. They know they're right with you, God, but now they want to live like they're right with you. And that's holiness. So they're righteous and they're holy in their behavior and their conduct. And I thank you, Lord, that your plans and your promises and your purposes will prevail for your people today. We thank you, God. I thank you for everyone in this house that their lives are changing. Prepare us for the next series, God, that you've laid on my heart. May that also fall on good ground. And, Lord, when folks leave here today, may they go on and have a great rest of the day. They're going to have the best summer of their lives, the best fall of their lives and winter. But, Lord God, touch the people around them and their sphere of influence. Flow through them. Flow for them. Touch people's hearts. Every time we're around them, God, convict people. Draw them to you because of our lives. We praise you and thank you today, Lord. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, someone said, amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering today, if you will.